Well, hi, and welcome to The Christian Contrast. I'm Dan Franklin, and uh, I want to talk today um, about something that's going on politically in the state of California. Uh, I want to talk specifically about Proposition 1. Um, now, I, I'm going to explain a little bit about why I'm talking about this, because as Life Bible Fellowship Church, this isn't something that we're typically in the habit of doing, of getting specific with what are what, what different political things are going on. Um, but I'll explain why this one, we, we have decided to do something to talk about it. Um, but Proposition 1 is a California proposition that's going to be on the ballot this November. And the basics of what it does is that it enshrines the right to abortion into the California Constitution. Um, it's it's being debated right now. There's people that are for it. There are people who are against it. And obviously, on the aftermath of Roe v. Wade being overturned, um, abortion is a big topic um, in many places. And so while you have some states that are moving towards um, having much stricter laws about abortion that in some cases may make abortion almost inaccessible in the entire state, California is clearly going in the opposite direction, looking to make ourselves even a sanctuary state for women that want to come and get abortions. Um, and so right now, the the protections for abortion in the state of California revolve around uh, the Constitution of California having the idea of the right to privacy and that being in interpreted as including the right to abortion. Um, when you hear the right to privacy, you can obviously see how, all right, that could be interpreted differently. And certainly you could have a right to privacy that doesn't include the right to abortion. And so there are legislators in California that want to make sure that the language specifically about abortion is in the Constitution so that later on, nobody could come in and reinterpret the whole idea of the right to privacy and, um, and bring in laws, or at least it would make it much more difficult. We'd have to amend the Constitution um, again if this passes in order to get to that point. Um, so, so to some degree, especially if you're a member of Life Bible Fellowship Church, you, you might know, all right, we, uh, obviously we're, we're in a vote overtly pro-life church. We don't hide that. We, we don't dance around that. So from that standpoint, you might be saying, all right, I, I get why we'd talk about this and why we'd talk about how hey, this is a one that we want to have on our minds as we go to the ballots in, in November, and also one that some of you may feel led to contact your, your congressman or your, your senator and, and, and speak specifically into this and, and take action that way. Or it might just be one that you want to talk to your neighbors about and, and make sure that they know about. Um, but, but with that all said, um, there might be three questions, and I, and I want to kind of answer three questions about this video and why we're doing this. And, and the first question would be um, sort of why now? Um, the second question would be, why this? And the third question would be, why try? Um, and I'll explain what I mean by each of those. But the, the why now question might, might be where you're looking at this and you're saying, all right, the, the idea that California protects the right to abortion, um, this, this is nothing new. Sort of like, why now? Why is this specific proposition worth actually making a point about and talking about as opposed to just the fact that in general in California and still widely in the United States, we protect the right for abortion? And there's a large degree to where th that does tend to be my attitude. When, when people come to me and they say, hey, have you heard about the latest thing revolving around an, an abortion law or an abortion proposition, I, I look at it and I say, why, why am I'm not going to get fired up about every single one because the big issue is still at stake. The big moral, spiritual issue in our country that we protect the right to put to death our unborn children. 
Um, so, so there's a degree to which I can understand if you're listening to this and thinking, well, well, why now? Why is this something that's significant to talk about? The reason I felt like it was worth at least making a note of is because this will make it more difficult if there is a time, and God willing, we pray that there is a time where even in California, even in very liberal, progressive, pro-choice California, we could be at a point where God would open our eyes and we would recognize what we're doing when it comes to abortion and the evil that's at work in this. Um, and, and so he, here's the illustration I would give. I'd say like, all right, if, 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 if we're looking at something, let, let's say we're looking at um, a, a gold bar that we're wanting to get, and that gold bar, bar represents sort of, um, if we were to get it, we would be turning the tide on all of this, and abortion would no longer be protected, and we'd, we'd recognize it for the evil that it is. So, so we want to get that gold bar. That, that's our goal. Um, but right now, in the state of California, that gold bar is protected by a bunch of armed soldiers. And we say, all right, well, that's going to make it hard. Not impossible, but that's going to make it hard to get in there and get that gold bar. And you say, well, in California, it's, it's even different than most parts of the country. It's not only protected by, by armed guards, but it's also protected by um, a big fortress with a fence and, and a gate around it. And we say, all right, it's, it's even harder. Not impossible to get in there and get the gold bar so that things are turned around, but, but even more difficult. Proposition one, in many ways, would say, all right, it's inside the fortress with a gate locked, it has armed guards, and now it's put inside a massive safe that is absolutely grounded in the floor and can't be removed from there. And so so I hope you're getting the picture. You'd look at this and say like, all right, it, it still is not impossible. God can do anything. We could get to the point that we could still get to that gold bar, but man, we're just making it more and more difficult and more and more discouraging to people that are trying to do that. So to me, that that, that makes it worth saying, all right, if, if there's a way, if there's a way that we could say, all right, let, let's, let's try to advocate that we don't put that safe around the gold bar, then we've just got to overcome the armed guards and the gate and not something else as well. So so that's the answer to the why now. I can certainly understand if somebody is saying that hey, this doesn't actually change things. I'd say um, in the short term, it probably doesn't. This happening probably doesn't lead to immediately more abortions happening in California. But in the long run, it does make it harder. And we long to be able to have a day where the tide has changed on this, and that the American people, in, in being woke up by the Holy Spirit, are able to look at this and say, this is evil, we're no longer protecting this, we're seeing this for what it is, we are honoring human beings created in God's image, whether they're born or whether they're unborn. So that's the answer to the why now. Um, the second question that you might ask is, why this? And here's what I mean by this question. You might say, all right, why abortion? What, why is this? And, and you might even be pro-life and think, all right, I, I get it. I, I do think that abortion is evil, but there are a lot of different ballots on the measure. There are a lot of different propositions. There's a lot of different laws, and there's a lot of different ways that people are suffering. So why is there sort of a, an outsized emphasis on abortion? Um, and I'd say, yeah, sometimes there is an outsized um, or, or at least seemingly outsized emphasis on abortion. Here's why I believe that that is. Um, I don't think that there's any issue in our culture that there's debate about that there is the same moral clarity as there is about abortion. Um, if you're looking at our culture and you're saying, well, well what about racism? What, like, what, what about people that, that are doing things that are racist? I would say, well, absolutely. That is absolutely an evil in our culture. Um, we don't have 
any major party or any major candidate saying we should keep racism going or any major candidate saying, hey, we, we think that um, you, you should be able to go up to a, a black person um, and enslave them or oppress them or violently hurt them or anything like that. There's not debate. What there is debate about is the best way forward and the best specific ways to help people. And it's the same with poverty and with poor people. Nobody's saying, hey, we think that you should be able to go to poor people. And, and if they're homeless, you should just be able to take whatever's on them because they're not working hard enough. Nobody's saying that. People are disagreeing on the best way to move forward as far as caring for the poor, the best way to move forward as far as racial reconciliation, best way to move forward as far as education. With abortion, here's what you've got. You've got one side of the aisle saying, we think it should be a protected right to be able to kill unborn babies. And you have one side saying, no, we think that's not okay. There is moral clarity over this in a way that there's not moral clarity about anything else. And so while I may personally, believe me, I have all kinds of political opinions. Sometimes people think like, oh, you're, you're just right down the middle. You don't really take a side. I'm like, you become friends with me. You're going to find out all the things that I think. So this is not about something saying, well, well, for me personally, I'm more passionate about this. This is about us saying it's rare that we come across something where there's a law or a proposition being put forward and we can say, we feel like we actually have really clear guidance from Scripture on where Christians should stand on this. And where Christians should stand on this is advocating for the life of the unborn, holding up a mirror to our society, holding up a picture of that unborn baby. So we can say, wait, we're going to make you look at exactly what we're doing when we not only protect the right to abortion, but when we tell women from all over the country, come here to kill your babies and we will help you do it. We want to advocate for the unborn on an issue that has this moral clarity, and that's a luxury that we have in being able to talk about it, that we can say, this isn't ambiguous. We believe that Scripture has spoken clearly on the dignity of unborn children and on our place and being able, able to hold up that mirror to our culture on that. So, so that's the answer on the why this. Um, the third question, and I think sometimes we feel bad in asking this, but it's just the question, why try? Um, we can look at this and we can say, we're in California. Um, even when we look about Proposition 1, it would be easy to look at this and be like, this is going to pass. It doesn't really matter where I vote or if I talk about it or if I post about it or if I write a letter to my congressperson. Is that really going to make, why even try on this? Um, and, and here's a, a few reasons why I want to say, all right, not just with Proposition 1, but in general, why those of us who are pro-life need to keep speaking about this and need to stay in the fight with this um, but for a few reasons. The first is simply this, the voiceless need a voice. Um, even if there are some elements right now where we feel like we're fighting a losing battle, we still need to give the voiceless a voice. Um, the, there's this old quote, I should have brought it so I could quote it by, um, by the author Walker Percy. Um, and this was back when um, Roe v. Wade was just being established in our country. Um, and the basic point that he made in this is he said, you know what, those who are advocating for the right to get abortion, um, you're probably going to get your way. He saw where the winds were going. He said, oh, you're, you're probably going to get the right to this. Um, but what you're not going to be allowed to do is do it without knowing exactly what you're doing. And I think that that is part of our calling on this, to say, no, we, we, we're going to make you actually look at exactly what you're doing. We're going to make sure that you know that there is a, an opposition to this. And even in a place like California, a lot of people who are opposed to this, who are going to hold up to our faces what's going on and make sure that there is a voice for the voiceless. And, and that ties into it, what, what I think is the second reason why we do something like this. Um, if we end up in a point 
where one side, especially in California, where one side, the pro-choice side, is very boldly and without much repercussion saying what they think, and the pro-life side is sort of politely quiet about the whole thing, the perception ends up being grown more and more where I guess the pro-choice side has the answers and the pro-life side doesn't have anything to say, or maybe even somebody being in a situation of saying, gosh, I, I have some objections to abortion, but I guess I feel like I'm the only one. And if I'm the only one, maybe I'm not thinking about it right. Um, I, I remember a time I, I've never got to be on a jury, um, which a lot of people don't want to. I actually would like to someday. I don't think it's going to happen. But one time I got to the point of being questioned for a jury, you know, with, with a panel of other people. Um, and it was this really small drunk driver case that that was being um objected to or was being questioned. And there was this very green, very young um, attorney who was representing the, the guy who had been accused of the um, of the DUI. And uh, he asked the, the panel of us, the 15 of us who were, who were potential jurors, um, he said, you know, well, well, the police officer that pulled my client over, um, he, uh, you know, he, he assessed the situation and believed that my client was driving under the influence. He said, but would you be able to set that aside and not treat it as if this police officer had any level of special expertise in this? And to me, it was this bizarre question. I was listening to it and thinking, did, did I just hear this right? Is he saying that what he wants us to do is to act as if the police officer has no specialty in this beyond just an average person who walked by and looked at the situation? Um, but everybody around me was sort of nodding along like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And I just sort of raised my hand and I was like, yeah, I, I would treat the police officer's testimony as having more validity than just a random person. And the funny thing is, when I said this, there were probably six or seven others that were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they started nodding a lot. It was one of this one of these odd things where they were sort of like, all right, well, I'm not going to rock the boat. And then when somebody else said it, they just all said, oh, okay, me too. That, that was also the moment where I knew I wasn't making it on the jury. But here's the point in bringing this up. There may be people around you that they have serious questions about the morality of abortion. They, they have serious doubts about this. Or maybe they're even convinced that abortion is evil, but they're not going to speak up a, about it because they feel like no one else does. You speaking up about it, you voting about it, you being willing to talk about it is emboldening people that otherwise are going to feel like they need to stay in the shadows. Sometimes we need to know where somebody stands to feel like we can actually stand over there. We can stand with them. This is a long-term thing that we're dealing with. And once again, just think of the idea most of us didn't think, I didn't think any time in my lifetime Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned, and it just was. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what the future holds. We can act hopefully and continue to try. Um, and, and just the third thing I want to say in this is, is in the continue to why try at this point is to say not, not just with this subject, not just with Proposition 1, but in general, we need to continue to speak up more. We need to speak up more. And those of us who are parents, we need to teach our children about this. And we need to teach our children about the value of life. We need to have conversations with our children, with our daughters to say, hey, here's what we would do if you ended up pregnant. With our sons to say, here's what we would do if you ended up getting a girl pregnant. So that they know that they would have the support and the help and they wouldn't have to hide things and go take care of it on their own. That we talk about it as churches, that we talk about it with our neighbors. I think that there's this weird thing. I don't know if we think that we're being polite or we think that we're being winsome, but there's a lot of us that don't bring this up because we say, well, people get mad. Well, if people are going to get mad at us because we are advocating for the lives of unborn babies, maybe we need to be okay with that. 
And maybe they wouldn't get so mad if they started to realize there were a whole bunch of people who believed this, not just a few weirdos like it sometimes is portrayed that way. So let's continue to try. Let's continue to speak up. Let's continue to use our voice for the voiceless. And let's think and pray very seriously about how God is calling us to respond specifically to Proposition 1 in this time and place. Um, I hope that you do take time to think and to pray about this and see what any next steps may be. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this. Feel free to comment or give questions or suggest any resources that you have. Um, And we'll be back next time with a new episode.